As the Coachella Valley continues to grow as an entertainment and cultural empire in the California desert cities, Mutual 111 is your go-to for local and regional arts, literature, music, special events, and theater. From the Mutual Broadcasting System Studios in Palm Springs, it's The Desert Scene with Bonnie G. And welcome to The Desert Scene. So happy to have you here. And I'm really happy to welcome to the show today Candy Quaid, who is a, a multi-talented performer. So I've been seeing her posts on Facebook popping up all over the valley doing a lot of performing. And I thought I definitely wanted to have her on today and, and chat a little bit. Hi, Candy. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you, Bonnie? Good. Thank you. Good. So uh, let's talk first about, um, I know you have a lot of things coming up, but January 14th, you're doing a show at the Arthur Newman as part of the Sunday Cabaret uh, series. And I believe it's also a, a CD release party. Is that correct? Tell us about that. That's right. I'm doing a recording. So that event will be January 14th at the Jocelyn Center Arthur Newman Theater at 3 p.m., and it will be a release of that recording, so I'm excited about that. And tell us about the recording. What what kind of stuff do you have on it? So the recording is underway. I'm on the ninth track now, and it is, you know, right in that stage. So, and it, it's kind of a culmination of a life story of music. It's uh, when my children were younger and when I was teaching music, I would always say, life is a musical. And so it's really something of a cathartic process of my life's music for my children. And so it includes songs from the very first song that I was ever, I guess you'd say, discovered at 14 singing to all the way to It's My Life by Mm -hmm. Shirley Bassey. Oh, so So, what was that song that you sang at 14? At 14, I sang the song People Need the Lord. And uh, it was at a large church at the request of a choir director. I had been singing in choir since I was a young girl. And there was not a dry eye. And at 14, so he would stand at the back door, you know, every Sunday and shake hands. Those of you that had grew up in that setting might recognize that. And as we were leaving, this receiving line just kind of formed behind him. And that was when I knew just all these tears and stories and emotion that it was a soul connection with people and I knew that I had to sing so that that was when I knew I was a vocalist Uh, okay and tell now what did you decide then that that was going to be your career I did at that point I I was committed to it but my parents had different ideas okay we uh, they they wanted me to go into law my father had done that and uh, luckily, um, <clears throat> the choir I was involved in in high school was a show choir as well as a, a regular choir mm-hmm. and an a cappella group. And through that, the, the lady that volunteered, Diane Shaw, was a vocal coach who ended up teaching me later some voice. And she took me under her wing and just said, you know, what's your dream? You know, what do you want to do? I, I get that, you know, this is not really the dream for you, but... Um, And she saw me, you know, she really saw me and she pulled me aside and she actually asked me to kind of fib to my parents, which I did for several weekends and help to quote unquote volunteer at the high school when in fact what we were doing was learning Italian arias and she took me to multiple universities where I got a full vocal performance scholarship at several colleges. So I performed at college and studied opera 
and met a contemporary, Rebecca Luker, who also was from the Birmingham metropolitan area of Alabama, like me, mm-hmm. who unfortunately have to share passed, passed away. Passed away, I read that. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, so... Yeah. So and uh, so, did your parents or uh, uh, finally come around to accepting yet yeah, that this is what you wanted to do? <laughs> you know, when when you come home with a, a scholarship to college, it, it sort of changes things. You know, yeah. They, they still had some demands, like why don't you make this in in you know more marketable by getting some education courses under your belt and various things like that. So of course I did, and that was good advice because I definitely wanted to be a mom and and I got married and and had my children and through a set of circumstances I became a, a single parent but I had that education degree and I I did teach and I did write grants for a theater department at a local mm-hmm. school where I was teaching and began that under the grant was about Shakespeare for students so okay. it was kind of the mm-hmm. the bringing it down to the level of a, a 4 or 5 greater uh, yeah. school. We were a fourth, fifth grade school. So it was a, a great experience. And so I used music in that way as well. And so w- tell us geographically, where, where did you, where were you born and what eventually brought you to here to the desert? So I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. And, you know, there's a very rich musical culture there so you know um, a lot of that we we grew up on our porches with you know mandolins and banjos and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that kind of thing Uh, my father is one of seven we would end up on the beaches uh, over Thanksgiving with all my cousins from everywhere bonfires picking and grinning as we call it you know and I definitely learned music from my dad I washed dishes with him every night and cleaned the table and he would put on the old albums with Nat King Cole mm-hmm. and we yeah. had eight tracks with uh, John Denver and Elton John in the VW pop-up van so I I'm, I was kind of a gypsy from the start in a way <laughs> with him camping and learning that lifestyle but uh, eventually my husband at the time had a three-month contract to work in Northern California mm-hmm. so we came out for that and Things kind of imploded there with a lot of uh, he he just he was not able to support uh, the fact that I was doing music and mm-hmm. it ended up leading to me um, actually I uh, ended up being a, a victim of stalking and oh, and dear. other things there and yes and uh, unfortunately that is something that I definitely do now I use my music to advocate and I I work with women's shelters and travel and do that as well um, and use my music for that purpose. I feel like I kind of lost my voice through part of that time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was on ABC News and that's what the reporter said was, you know, the irony of Candy, you know, losing her voice and now she's singing here for us today. So, you know, Mm -hmm. it was kind of a a thing that I did and I still do and I advocate for um, all sorts of trauma survivors, veterans, in fact, um, I'm actually putting on some fringe gloves and a velvet top hat right now as I am in a a tour bus at a desk talking to you, Bonnie, to get ready to do a veteran thing this evening. Excellent. um, Yeah. And I've developed a nonprofit through that called Healthy Ties that stands for Trauma-Informed Educational Services. So through that, we advocate for all types of survivors. 
Okay. Which I think we kind of all are in a way after so, COVID, right? <laughs> so what what brought you here to the desert, to the Palm Springs area? And so the desert, uh, that's an awesome story. I actually played tennis a lot when I was younger and when my kids were younger. My daughter was number one and two in the state of Alabama, USTA, and she's actually teaching tennis in Spain and France right now. Mm. But she and I played a lot of tennis, and I was a, a, a state champion three times for a uh, summer league in Alabama. Mm. And the third time we had made it to sectionals and then finally to nationals. And it was going to be in Palm Springs. And I had been to California once, but mainly to San Francisco and Yosemite and that kind of thing up to that point and missed that trip because my daughter had also tennis in um, Hilton Head and I had to take her and chose the mom path. So I missed it with my, my tennis buddies, and so I never got to go to Palm Springs. So she went to Davis, to UC Davis for school, and on spring break, uh, right the spring break of COVID, so it was that February, I said, well, I'm going to take you down to Palm Springs for a trip for spring break. So we mm-hmm. came down to do the tram and see the yeah. area. And of course, as you know, everything was completely closed down. Mm -hmm. But I drove in and she flew into that cute little boutique airport that we have there in Palm Springs and um, met me. But as I drove in, I saw the mountains and the sunset, the bougainvillea, the lemon trees. I I just couldn't believe all the tennis, just everything. And I just fell in love with it. And I, I had been in NorCal where my, you know, everything kind of imploded with the marriage about a decade before that. And my children were all in California, you know, so I wasn't going back to Alabama. And I thought, where am I going to be? And everybody knew I was kind of looking for my spot. And when I drove in there, Bonnie, I just knew that the Coachella Valley was calling my name. So I didn't want to leave. Yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into, I have to say, because everything was closed down and all the entertainment was not really that visible. But I just I fell in love with the aesthetics of the area. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. So beautiful. So Paradise. Tell us, uh, what, can someone come see you? Or is there a performance that you're doing before the January 14th thing that somebody can come see you and hear you? Yes, actually, you know, we, we're taping here, you know, Veterans Day. So mm-hmm. um, actually performing tonight for a Veterans Day thing. And then again, in Dana Point, uh, with a group that I do, I, I've tributed Stevie Nicks. When I made it to NorCal back at that time in 2012, I was discovered as a, a Stevie Nicks tribute artist. So I started mm-hmm. doing that. So I've done that for about a decade you can find a page on Facebook for that called Big Love Stevie Nicks and Friends Tribute Page. Okay. And that page highlights those events, which are events that is me as Stevie Nicks, me with a full band that does Fleetwood Mac, or me with Tom Petty, or me with Chrissy McVie, and it's all under the title of Big Love. So it's kind of catered to the event with friends, meaning things like Stevie's covered over the years with... Um, rock and roll with Led Zeppelin or award shows for like Linda Ronstadt, Annie Lennox, Bonnie Raitt, uh, Cheryl Crow, you know, mm-hmm. all these people that she's done things with. So we, we kind of bring in a lot of different music to spice up the show, change it up. It's never the same twice. So people can see it over and over and still enjoy a new show. And so that's big love. And then of course, on my page, Candy Quaid, Candy with an I Quaid on Facebook, you mm-hmm. can find my other events. Um, I just finished a World War II show at Arthur Newman, with, um, mm-hmm. directed with Todd Mikofsky, and Frankie Ramone was in that mm-hmm. with Marsha Harp. Yes. And then 
Uh, we just did another one, Evening in Roma. So, and then my next one will be January 14th there. And then other than that, it's big love events, and I'm doing some ladies' conferences and Christmas shows mm-hmm. around the desert at country clubs and things like yeah. that. So Excellent. you can book me for that if you like and um and follow along with big love and candy White. so candy i'd like to ask i have a i'm a performer i have a lot of performers on the show and singers in particular um how would you describe your your style or your what you bring to the stage when you're singing you know what i do is i i feel like i connect with the story of the song whatever i'm singing whatever the venue and i feel like bringing that and sharing this connection with people is is what music is all about so mm-hmm. in any in any venue or genre that's what i'm always about recently my son uh, got out of a situation and i think as a parent we're we're just about as healthy or as free as our least healthy child kind of thing mm-hmm. um and so when he did that i it inspired me to go back to opera so recently i i did do a show or two that genre and even with that, you know, it's just connecting with the audience, connecting with the story. And I, I feel like that's what I bring to it. And hopefully sharing stories and being heard and seen myself was a very healing thing through the things that I briefly described right. that I went through. Right. And so Healthy Ties offers that, you know, and helping people to be seen and heard mm-hmm. through COVID. Yeah. I actually... When I did get to the desert, now this is an interesting part of the story, um, I was told by a realtor, don't buy right away, you need to rent and see different areas of the desert, everything's so different from place to place, and that was really true advice, as you know. Mm-hmm. Every area from you know Indio to Palm Springs, it just has its own personality. So I did that, and I called, she gave me three names of people who had casitas to rent, and I did. And I rented a casita from a lady and got there, and the key didn't work to the casita. And she said, oh, no, it was the house key. Just take the house. So I opened the house, and as I do, I'm on the phone with her, and she's in New Zealand with her son that owns a theater in New Zealand. She ends up, I open the door, and facing me is the picture of the theater in my little hometown in Alabama. Wow. The marquee of the theater. She had painted it. She's a great artist, and she's from my hometown, as it turns out. So I have a, a cool new friend. But over COVID, she and I shared from New Zealand to to um, where I was at her house um, in the Coachella Valley, pictures of my story, and we got to know each other through pictures and stories and added another element to Healthy Ties where we developed a healing arts modality, sharing pictures and writing songs and painting what we were sharing being heard and seen and healing arts. And yeah. so that's a huge part of, of Healthy yeah. Ties. So that's what I like to bring to the stage. Performing should not just be, you know, ego gratification for the performer, but yes, bringing some healing to it as well. Well, Candy Quaid, so nice to talk to you. So I want to remind everyone, January 14th at the Arthur Newman Theater, it's uh, part of the Cabaret Series, we'll see, you'll see Candy Quaid. And check out her Facebook page, Candy, C-A-N-D-I, Quaid, for all her other shows coming up. Thank you so very much for being here, and hopefully, hopefully we're going to get to perform together, I hope, in the next few months. But continued oh, success. That would be so exciting. And thanks for being here today. Thank really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Take care. Candy Quaid. And with the rest of you, we'll see you on the next Desert Scene. Join us again for the Desert Scene with Bonnie G from Mutual 111. 
Be sure to visit thedesertscene.com for more show information and mutual111.com for our full library of episodes. <laughs> <laughs>